and welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio Podcast, episode 130. That's 130. I am your co-host, Kylie Wow, and I'm joined by my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett. Congratulations, people know how to count. I, and hello. I, I, uh... <laughs> that threw me off. Um... Yeah, because you said episode 130, 130. 130. I was going to say, well, see, I, I was going to say 130 because that's how I always do it. Yeah. Kind of like 11 on Stranger Things. Um, maybe it's an autistic thing. And then I was like, no, Kylie, you have to say 130. It's a number. And then I was like, 130. 130. <laughs> and, and for all those normal English speakers, that would be 130, not 130. Yeah. Because that sounds like you're telling the time. Ah, uh, I didn't even think of that. Um, <laughs> But we have a very quickie, shorty show for you today, she said. but jam-packed full of all the newsy goodness you can use Um Oh, that's why you ended up calling it that. <laughs> I just dropped my iPad again for the millionth time. Congratulations. Yay. Um, so, um, but like I do every week, in rain or shine, and also I think it's... it's overcast but warm which really sucks Mm -hmm. um and i'm in a basement um in an undisclosed location in the upside down in the upside down that's my danger um but having said all of that i like to start the show for our new listeners who don't know i like to start the show with a little um banter and chat just like the how to run a podcast books tell you to (laughs) <laughs> Even though most people out there are telling you to cut cut that, you know nobody know. wants to listen to banter. Shut I know, up. and then you and then you pull the audience, and they're like, "No, we love the banter. Leave the banter in." And it's like, yeah, see. Look, believe you me, if there was Expert. no banter on podcast I listened to, then I well, I oh. wouldn't be listening to it. I only like it if it's like strict news, like the 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 murder ones and stuff like that. No, uh, I lo- I love a bit of banter because um. The last podcast on the left does a lot of banter oh. when it comes to like dealing with stories like that. Right, it's great. I guess it's, a good, it's a good chaser, like unicorn chaser. It is, yeah. Wow. But then you've also got scripted stuff where there is no banter or anything like that. But that's right. fine. That's what it's supposed to be there for, like Darknet Diaries. I want see. I want to do a scripted podcast one day. We did. It was called uh, Redacted for Privilege. Yes. But I want to do an actual one, like a series. But anyway, that has gone so off topic. <laughs> what I was really going to say was, Pete, how was your week? Uh, my week is still, it is all right, I guess. Just <laughs> um, obviously uh, the ongoing situation in terms of work is still continuing, but it seems to be coming close to a resolution soon enough. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, talk, I'll be able to talk about that in a bit more detail soon. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've uh, been got a lot of time to play some games this week, which has been great. So uh, got to, got to play some Fall Guys with you guys and um, uh, a few others on the Rapid Reviews Discord. Uh, I've also got another session of it tonight with my work peoples, which is going to be cool. But also, I got to play Stray. Yes, tell us about your experience with the new hit game. That's at the top of the charts. Stray. And and it's now formed a Twitter account called Cats Watching Stray. Oh, I have to admit, 
I'm not a cat person as a rule, but I mean, you know, still love animals. Just mm. not my preference. But watching the cats watch the cat on TV is kind of funny. It is. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, so Stray is a game that I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. Or as much as I do at the moment, because I'm only about an hour in. Right. Right. Uh, it's, it's interesting, because it's very atmospheric, very interesting, and quite mysterious. And I quite like that. Yeah, I so, like it um, it's It's quite basic in terms of its gameplay um, at the moment. It apparently does have a few more moments within that do get a little bit more intense. But right. it's quite a short game as well, so most people have been taking about five to six hours to complete it, so I think within the next week or so I should, fingers crossed, have it done, and I should be able to give you my full thoughts on it. I would like that for sure, because um, as I mentioned earlier in the week between Pete, me, Nana, and Jonathan, mm-hmm. wasn't us? Yeah, we were all having a lovely little chat. And um, I had watched Call Me Kevin. Ha um, <laughs> My favorite YouTuber. Um, playing a little bit of it. Like, he didn't play the whole game, obviously. But he played a good chunk of it. And I was actually surprised because I thought it was going to be... Well, it's just not what I thought it was going to be. And that's mm. actually a good thing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more depth there uh, than I realized. Yeah, me too. I when I kept looking at the trailers, like I think I I think you can actually go back and look at my messages in Discord that uh my I think I was talking to Chloe about this who I think ended up getting the review code for this or is reviewing it. I think be awesome. So I know she's playing it. She's finished it, in fact. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I remember talking to her, I think when it was on the PlayStation uh what did I call them? State of Play. That's the one. Oh, it's the same Yeah, when it was on the State of Play, uh, I went. It's a cat. It's a cat with a backpack. I'm not too sure what the actual general gameplay of this is going to be. I'm pretty sure what her words were. It's a cat with a backpack. Ten out of ten, or something <laughs> along those lines. So I've been pleasantly surprised to see there's a lot more depth than I originally anticipated, and I've and and it's yeah. the first game that I've ever actually played where I've gone. Oh, this is the moment that was in the trailer. I forgot about this. So it shows that the trailers were accurate and yeah. in game. Yep, they, they obviously game. did a little bit more polish in terms of the color, uh, the color that was used, and some of the atmosphere. Right. But it was almost identical. So it was right. good. Right. I don't want to give any spoilers away. No, I'm not. That's why I'm skirting along the lines very much. So, yeah. so it's it's a very interesting game if you've got. Um, the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers, then you can get it for free. Free. Um, I air quoted for those uh, audio listeners. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Our beloved audio listeners. But that's exactly why I did it. I had £20 for the rest of the year to upgrade to the premium tier, so I just did it. Why not? I'll report I'm back with great. my findings about the new PS Plus service in a few weeks when I've actually had a chance to play some of the streamed PS3 games and the classics. Yeah, I would like to know that. Because, as you can see in my background, I still only have the Xbox X, whatever that tiny one is. Series what is X. That? that one. Oh, it's raining. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I still, oh yeah, you can see my 
PS4. Yeah, I um, can, but I can also see that your TV is on. Yeah, I know. It's not great I mean, for the environment. It's really not. I've got to turn it off. But it's, every time I turn it off, it takes 10 minutes for it to start back up. Oh, fair because enough. it's old. It's like... It's like a ten, it's definitely 10 years old. It may be 12. Um, it was the first thing I bought when I moved here. Yeah. And I think it was already... had been on the shelf a couple of years. Um, but... Oh, yeah. I still need an incentive because I still haven't felt like buying a PS5. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I still don't think they're overly worth the, uh, worth the money yet. I don't think so either, but holy crap. I also don't think the Xbox Series S or X is. It's Game Pass that does that. Yeah, but that's my Game Pass machine. So... Uh, yeah, like that's what I mean. But <laughs> I, I still, I still have yet to see see a reason to spend four hundred and fifty pound on a new console yet. It's the sort of the point of what I'm going for here. Yeah, I mean to be fair, obviously I haven't done it because look, I've still got the X. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah, no. Yeah, and bearing in mind this is, and bearing in mind this is coming from me, who spent nine hundred pound on those two consoles together. So I, no, I can object. You. I can objectively say that I, my opinion is, wait, still wait. Yeah. Got a Royal Ragnarok comes out in November. That might be worth oh the money, gosh. but it is, but it's still on PS4 as well. So who cares? Is it? Yes. Okay, well then I'll be getting that too then. Yeah, it's on PS4. Uh, I love God of War. I really do. Um, yep, so do I. I'll be getting the PS5 version. So I say this every time this comes up. 2018 was such a good year for games. It just freaking was. Look, when it you've got Red just... Dead Redemption 2 and God yeah. of War going for Game of the Year, you know it's a good year. It's kind of yep. like 2017 where Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey were both out and vying for Game of the Year as well. Yeah, and it's like, to me, for me personally, again, I'm not knocking anyone else, but for me personally, nothing has matched 2018 for games. For me. 2017 uh, for me, because what a year that was, too. Yeah, because you're Nintendo, that's, you know. Well, yeah, that was the first the first year that the Switch was on uh, was yeah. on shelves, and they literally had that 12 months of ma of madness, where they literally released they a were AAA just bam, title bam, bam, every bam. month. Yeah. Even, Even though I some of them like, were re-releases. Well, I mean, we've we've long established that I don't play my Switch. I've turned it on once, and I made an account, and that was it. Um, but I bought it because they just were like, bam, 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 yeah. just coming out with, like, hits constantly. Um, yeah, banger after banger after banger after mm -hmm. banger. That's what she And arms. <laughs> I know I've offended a lot of people. Have, because that's a lot of people's favorite no i'm joking i really liked arms actually it's just it wasn't there wasn't nearly enough multiplayer stuff for me yeah yeah so anyway um, how was your week so my week has been fabuloso oh fabuloso fabuloso isn't that what the cleaners called fabuloso uh, i think they do but, <laughs> um i went back to the gym like, I know that's all I'm going to talk about, people, because it is my special interest. Um, I am autistic, and that's just... My it's special fine. interests are apparently the gym and cars. I didn't even know I was into cars, people. And then... I see... We gotta talk about this. Wait. Pete has no taste, my fellow friends. I was gonna say my fellow Americans, but it's more than Americans, and he's flipping me off right now. I saw... The most beautiful car in my life. Okay, no, that's 
that's too that's too far because I have actually seen some beautiful cars. Like there's a Ferrari I really want. But like beautiful affordable car. For those who don't know, <laughs> yeah, I just right. bought myself a convertible. Um and I love my convertible and it's it's my baby and I love it. But I have a work car and so I'm always looking like I want to upgrade my work car. Uh, so I saw this car. Beautiful. It was a red 2021 Honda Civic R. Type R. Might be RS. Yeah, whatever. It's a it's a racy sporty. Deal. It's a it's, it's a it's a hot hatchback. Let's say. Whatever that means, it is the sexiest car ever. Its Look, little booty is so cute. For for anyone who's into cars, so they'll know exactly what a hot hatch is. I don't know what that is, but it's so Moving cute. On. I love it. But even used, it is like thirty eight thousand, and I'm not ready for that. I just paid cash for my uh, convertible, and so my my tap is a little dry at the moment. Yep. <laughs> but um. But it, to me, it's a beautiful car. Pete hates it. Absolutely Can't hates stand it. it. But that's because I like the classic type, uh, Honda Civic Type R from the so 2000s. Boring. So boring. Wrong. It's but... because it was an action. First of all, it was a better car. It was better produced. Uh, and it has less faults than the new Honda Civic Type R. I'll have to take your word for that because my love of cars kind of stops it just if they're pretty or not. <laughs> yeah, I like a good-looking car, and I think the Civic Type R from the 2000s is a better-looking car oh, than the gosh. Triangle Mobile. Oh, I love the Triangle I so can't pretty. stand it. I, I used one once. Like, I tried... Someone I knew had a, a, one of the new Civics, and I just... I looked at it, and I went, this is gaudy. It's so horrible. I love it. And I, I tried to put my hand to open the door in this triangle door handle, and it felt weird. It was horrible. It looks like something out of the Matrix or Halo or something. It's all geometric. Oh, no surprises but... there. It kind of looks like a warthog. It does. Oh, I want a warthog. But my point being, so those are my two special interests is like really cool looking cars and yeah. the gym. So I got to go back to the gym this week for four days in a row. Sadly, I couldn't make it to the fifth one because the heat was crazy. Yeah. Um, and you just cannot... I physically couldn't do it, and that's saying a lot. Anyway, I love it. I love being back. My little muscles are coming back. They're like, hey, I'm still here. Um, I love being back around all the people uh, that I left behind two weeks ago. Um, see, uh, for our listeners who don't know, uh, Belfast, I have to think of where I lived. <laughs> Belfast. You've mentioned it nearly every week. Oh, I know. Uh, but Northern Ireland, and essentially mostly Belfast, because that's where I live, uh, went into lockdown, into severe lockdown, uh, more than the rest of the country for like the first year. And then we had a second year lockdown that was really heavily enforced for people who, I heard it was called vulnerable, mm -hmm. um, which I have an autoimmune disorder, so I have to be careful, blah, blah, blah. So that meant two years. Bam, two years. I was stuck in a house, couldn't leave. Miserable two years of my life, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I get to go back to my life now. And so I'm like, I'm so happy. I mean, people are actually remarking on the difference in my attitude and stuff, um, which is good. And I got my first compliment this week that I'm looking healthy and well. Well, you're looking very well. And I was like, thank you very much. And I'm what, day, what day was that that you were giving that compliment? Uh, 
Let's see what's today. It was yesterday. Yesterday or Friday? I'm afraid to say that was not your first compliment of the week then. Oh? Because I, I seem to recall a certain thing that I said on Thursday where I said, you sound a lot better than you have been oh. in the last couple of weeks and I'm pleased to hear it. <laughs> yes. Pete also, yeah, Pete was one of the first ones to say that. Yes, you're correct. Um, with people saying, oh, you're just, you're so much brighter and happier. It's because I have to be in a gym. A, you know, I guess I'm like a Pokemon. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I need a trainer and a gym and I'm oh my gosh, I we'll am. We'll get a you your own on. Ash Ketchum. That's what I need. I need an Ash. Oh my gosh, I'm a Pokemon. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not making that bad joke. Oh, I'm not gonna go. Let's too not deep go there. <laughs> but let's see. Um uh, Brent says, Brent has a couple of comments. Actually, Pete, do you want to read them? Or you want me to? Uh, yes, I can read them. He has, uh, he has stated, I wouldn't have bought Series X if my Xbox One uh, hard disk drive hadn't been corrupted. Well, that makes sense. Same. That's that's why I bought mine. My Xbox just it started erroring. So yeah. Mm. Uh, I then again, you probably had you had a VCR. Yes, I did. Yeah. It's a uh, big old tank. Yeah, for those who are uninformed about internet speak, the VCR is the launch Xbox One. Which is what I had, yeah. yeah. Big uh, old brick. I didn't get rid of my One X because of any reasons other than I could upgrade, so I did. Yeah, so you did. Oh, that's right, because you had the plan. All access, uh, yeah. So despite despite the pitfalls of trying to get one yeah. in the long run, and uh, that, was, that well was documented on the show. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I it did was. manage to get some money back for that Xbox One once it became mine, so I don't care. So, uh, the last thing said, uh, my sister got one too, and I guess that's to do with a convertible. Um, but no convertible no. since she lives in Chicago. Oh! Wait, did she get um, a Honda Civic? Oh, could be. Yeah. I guess it was the new car, yeah. It's just... Yeah. Anyway. Um... So, yes, so there's our banter. We will move now to the next stage of banter. the podcast. Yes. <laughs> piffy banter aside, let's get on to news. Yes, um, all the newsies, you can use these. Uh, and you do you know like... I am actually using that as the name this week. <laughs> it's a good name. I'm sticking with yeah, it. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, quick, uh, we'll go through some quick quick short stories to start us off because it's there's been a lot over the last uh there's been a lot of news stories over the last week or so and some of them are varying degrees of importance right so let's start off with with this one where um because obviously we've spoken about it already xbox insiders Mm -hmm. have had early access to the flight of the co-op update for halo infinite and brent did clarify new civic hatchback Beautiful, isn't it, Brent? Yeah. Anyway, that doesn't have to do with Halo co-ops. So. No, it doesn't, but it, it kind of does. Because it looks like a Warthog. Yes. Go away, rock, paper, shotgun. Stupid what are you buttons. doing? No, I'm trying to load the news story, but ad block. Oh. Oh, wonderful. Yes, screw. I you really... I, no, I really hate that. I really do. It's like, oh, this is not free. Go ad... Uh, turn off your ad block. No! That's kind of the point why I have it. Yeah, you should do... um, Never mind. 
Uh, let's not talk about that. Let's carry yeah. on. Whilst we I... will carry on. But well, as... give me the chance to actually read the article, then you stupid. Anyway, so this has come from Rock Paper Shotgun. I don't know why I've used Rock Paper Shotgun this time. So it says Halo Infinite's many modes and features have been trickling out piecemeal, and next up is the Sci-Fi Shooters co-op campaign. Eight months after the game first launched, co-op is now in public beta testing for those who have signed up to the Halo Insider program for at least three months and have an Insider XP of five or higher. So this was um, something that we were talking about the other day where you didn't actually know how to get um, uh, how to actually get onto the this beta. Well, there you go. But uh, the co-op test is available to players who own the game or run or play via Xbox Game Pass, as well as those who own the game via Steam. It will run through until August first. Well, we have an award-winning comment in the comment section, Pete. If you would like to read it. Okay. Yep. So, um, uh, Mike, Mr. Overlord himself, thank you for joining us. Um, has put, I've played it this week and was really impressed with how they implemented it. Had zero issues. Played it with Alicia from the Rapid Reviews team. That's good to hear. I'm pleased Shout that you have. Rapid Reviews. Yes, regular sessions on games happening in, on weeks. Oh, that is true. Yeah, definitely. If you're a listener um, or a watcher, um, yeah. come join us because we do uh, play a lot of games together, group games. Yes, stick around to the end where we will talk about where to find that. So, uh, Kylie, you wanted to bring wanted us to bring this up. So, uh, have you had a chance to play the un- play this yet? Um, because I don't have anyone to co-op with. But, but um, I look forward to it in a way. I'm just. Someone said the other day, if you have any memories of Halo, and this is any game from Halo, mm-hmm. those memories are probably of playing it with somebody else. Not and they aren't wrong. Well, see, for me, yes. Um, my happiest memories playing Halo. I've played Halo since the day it dropped. Um, but my happiest memories of Halo were Halo 3, where I did have a co-op buddy that we just played all the time. Oh, he says I'll join you. Yeah. Oh, cool. I know. I was I was actually going to bring this up to um, you and say uh, I still haven't completed the campaign, so it might be the way for me to actually finish the there campaign. There you go. Uh, yeah, for me, the enjoyment like don't get me wrong i do love solo play as i've mentioned many many times um on any game but there is something about co-oping on halo that just feels good it feels natural it feels like teamwork and i hope that this co-op is gives the same kind of feels Mm -hmm. uh type of thing it's just i don't know it's just fun it's just pure unadulterated fun and that's all i care about okay so uh, would I you would you say the same about solo campaign on infinite though? Uh solo campaign on infinite I enjoyed. I completed it in 10 hours as we know. Mhm. But I think had it been released with co-op would have been it would have been much more enjoyable. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah. Uh, Mike has literally come in with one more comment and says one of my favourite memories was completing the Halo 3 campaign with three other mates in one night. Sounds yes, like, sounds like a bomb. Oh. So anyway, we we must rattle Happy through memory. these uh, through these shorter stories oh, yeah. a little bit quicker. So yes, uh, I have I, to get out of here. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, so do I. Um, so we're going to move on to this story that's coming to us from uh, Trusted Source VGC as per usual. 
so FIFA 23 for Switch doesn't include any new gameplay features or modes. Compared to what? I'm not familiar with FIFA. <laughs> Compared to like every other one? Let me just read the story and you'll become informed about what's going okay. on with this one. Electronic Arts has confirmed that the Switch version of FIFA 2023 won't offer any of the new gameplay features or modes including in other editions of the game. So, affectionately known as the Legacy Edition, it means that it will have the same gameplay features and modes from FIFA 2022. Oh! So, it was announced this week that FIFA 23 will be released on September 30th, 2022 for PS5, Series X and S, PC, Stadia... Ugh, Stadia. Um, PS4 and Xbox One. So, obviously, we've got the Legacy Edition coming to the Switch. So, the reason why this is actually in the news stories, and it's a very mm -hmm. good reason for this, is because ever since they launched FIFA on the Switch in terms of the Legacy Editions, uh, I will get to that comment in a moment, Mike, um, <laughs> is the fact that the Legacy Edition has not included any of the features or modes that have been included on the actual main release of the game. So essentially what, what they have done, and I'm pretty sure that you knew about this anyway, because the, I think a review outlet last year literally reviewed this game as same as last year's version, not yeah. re-reviewing. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> so essentially, um, ever since 2018, I think it is, they've released the Legacy Editions on Switch, which are the same game for many years. So they've right. done it again with FIFA 2023. Right. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go to these comments. So uh, Mike called it the FIFA 2023 Scumbag Edition. Yep. Which is more apt. He also said leave yep. Stadia alone. And I'm not, do <laughs> I'm not doing the meme. Uh, ah. Also, Brent has then put typical EA anti-consumerism. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh. So this is just absolute hideousness again. Yeah. EA is the worst company. Voted worst company. Many yes, years yes, ago. it is. So, um, uh, Mike, if we do happen to get a uh, a code for FIFA twenty twenty three on the Switch, I will gladly review it and give you a two word, uh, a two line review of not wasting my time. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, he also said that it's basically new kits and stadiums, which is basically the same across all versions anyway. The most, no, I think, the most egregious part. Um, yeah, I think the most egregious part is the fact that it's just it's the same game packaged up, and it costs like fifty yeah. quid. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on. So, what news story do we tackle next? We'll go for this one. So, I may have said something in the week that was incorrect. So I want to clear that up to you right now. Okay. No Man's Sky's new update was not shadow dropped. It was announced in February. Oh, okay. Wow. But I thought they had an update back then. They did. But it was also announced that they had a lot more coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So a new update has been released for No Man's Sky called Endurance. Uh, the update was teased in February, but was released a few days ago on the 20th of July. Please, uh, we must also note, this is also a free update. 
Yes. And I think that it's like the sixteenth or seventeenth. Twentieth. Or twentieth. Bloody hell. Free update. Twentieth. Twentieth free update that has come from No Man's Sky since its launch in twenty sixteen. Yeah, it was early. Twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. It was either one of the two. Mm. So. Uh, very interestingly, uh, we will go over this because I have the Hello Games uh, website pulled up. So it states as, hello, hello, hello games. Um, it's been an incredibly busy year for No Man's Sky with the release of Sentinel, Leviathan and Outlaws, Steam Deck, the Switch, the PSVR 2 and Mac OS coming very soon. Today we are releasing what is probably our biggest update of the year, our 20th major free update. Perhaps fittingly, we're calling it Endurance, and the focus is on freighters, frigates, and fleets. So, uh, we've introduced the ability to own and and uh, captain freighters in the very in our very first update uh, foundation. This is where we probably should have had Kieran on to discuss this because he at least knows the game. Damn you, Kieran! I put you a new story in here, and you don't join us. I'm joking. We love you, Karen. Um, uh, right. Uh, and it's something that we've been uh, excited to take the opportunity to completely reinvent. Captaining a fleet to explore the unknown has always been the core to, to that fantasy of science fiction, from Battlestar to Starfleet, it's, uh, and it's a huge fa fan favourite. Endurance brings a complete overhaul of freighters and fleets, allowing players to live and work aboard their home in the stars, together with their own crew. A new bridge brings a range of quality of life improvements with instant access to warping and teleportation. Nice. Ooh, I like it. Uh, players can now build vast freighter uh, bases on a scale never before seen, uh, with specially themed areas and new features for growing food and manufacturing, and new te technology like the ability to scan and analyze planets from space. Yes. I'm not going into any more because this could go on forever, and this is supposed to be a shorter news story, but... From the sounds of it, it's all stuff that probably should have been at launch. Probably all stuff that was promised at launch. But yes. take nothing away from the fact that, my goodness, 23 updates for a game that was essentially I dead mean, on arrival. For our watchers, they'll understand this, but our listeners might not. But talk about a redemption arc. Oh, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> It's absolutely yeah. huge redemption arc. Like this is the game that was essentially thrown under the bus by Sony after it oh, took yeah. a, a big fat nosedive. Yep. Um, Hello Games actually went into hiding for a while, kept themselves I quiet, and didn't give any updates about the game whatsoever. Yeah. And then when they finally managed to crawl themselves out of the UK-based cave that they're in, they gave us a, a hell of an update. Mm -hmm. And it's now started to change the minds of players everywhere. So mm -hmm. 23 updates later and a release on pretty much every console out there to known to man. And this is this has become the 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 greatest redemption arc in gaming history, I think. I I I could see that. Yeah. I could agree with that statement. Yeah. Also, it's a it's an excellent blueprint for um a certain CD project Red to possibly follow when it comes to Cyberpunk, but no, and, they decided yeah. not to shut up. I don't yeah. Yes. So I've said everything I need to say about this. It's, uh, <laughs> I've really wanted to play No Man's Sky for a long, long time. Yeah. And I'm probably going to go and actually do it now. Yeah. So. Um, opinions? Thoughts? Any more? 
I, uh, well, it's becoming more and more a game that I like. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say love. Um, because it's becoming more and more the type of game I enjoy very much playing. Yep. Uh, and a few more tweaks and it might actually be the perfect game. I think it could be close. Really could well, be. I mean, you know, we say that and then Starfield will come out and maybe that's the perfect game for me. Well, for me, I'm, yeah, not well, for our audience. I'm definitely going to be playing this before Starfield comes out for sure. Well, yeah. I Consider definitely think... Mm -hmm. Yeah, considering well, all of the comparisons that everybody made yeah. to everything that was said about Starfield, and I was still positive about it. No man, Skyrim. Uh, yes, I heard that. I'm going to say that every time. Oh, I know you are, <laughs> and I heard it a lot. Yes, I even typed it in our chat. Yeah. Also, Mike has come in with a funny comment to the fact that I said about FIFA 2023's two-line review. He said rapid review. Yeah. Can you imagine? reading time estimation on that 30 seconds, 30 seconds. That. <laughs> not gonna make the joke yep i think yep. it's implied yep let's move I on to the fight i wonder if in starfield it'll take 30 seconds to get to mars okay oh i didn't want to mention anything to do with jared leto in the show but let's move on uh yes so this is the final shorter news story i apologize we may go longer on this one that's what you said <laughs> this always happens though doesn't it because it does. if you if you're a fan of the show and have been for a long time you know kylie and mine's discontent at what happened with the last of us part two oh. and the series of events that occurred at, leading up to that including these copyright strikes by a certain muso interactive uh, Sony copyright striking themselves, which was hilarious. Yeah, that is hilarious. Um, the game coming out to um, very mixed impressions across the player base. And, um, yeah, basically sweeping awards at the uh, the Shill Awards. Also known as yeah. the Game Awards. Uh, yes. So it's, it's with that that I want to take a moment to remember that we... You know, you are a fan of The Last of Us. Yeah, I I always like to establish that um, that this isn't me, you know, coming out and being like ah this woke BS. That's I'm not coming at it from that angle whatsoever. Yeah, I'm coming at at it as a legacy fan. So. Yes, and I'm coming at it from from someone <laughs> who's never played the series and looking for a reason to play the series. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna put this editorial in just right now for my sake. Naughty Dog aren't giving me any reasons to want to at the moment. And I don't disagree with you there. So let's move on and state, coming from VGC, Naughty Dog releases official Last of Us remake gameplay after hurtful leaks. Unbelievable. Why are they using emotional language in a, a news story? No, that's a quote. I know it is. That's a quote. Yeah. So Naughty Dog has shown off the first official Last of Us Part I mean, 1 gameplay following a series of leaks that the developers have described as disheartening, frustrating, and hurtful. They, I don't, that's why, you know what, I think that's why I don't like Naughty Dog. They're emotionally manipulating people, and I don't like emotional manipulators. Yes, neither do I. 
So the 10 minute video, uh, 10 minute features and gameplay deep dive video uh, includes interviews with the directors of The Last of Us Part 1 who discuss how the team went in and rebuilt the beloved game from the ground up. I'm getting into this in a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, an accompanying PlayStation blog post confirms the game can render native 4K at a targeted FPS, uh, 30 FPS or a dynamic 4K at 60. Right. Yes. Um, the PS5's powerful hardware drives a host of visual benefits from denser physics with tons of bumpables and chippables. Bullets can now rip apart concrete and environmental objects, and cinematics now transition seamlessly to gameplay. It reads, uh, Motion matching technology means that the character animations flow more convincingly, uh, intuitively, and realistically, all adding another layer of believability to characters and their interactions within the world. Further, AI upgrades mean that characters inhibit the world in a more authentic and realistic way, such as body characters navigating cover to avoid enemy NPC sightlines more authentically uh, they've Why also included uh, yeah they've also included a permadeath mode and a speedrun mode uh, there's also unlockable costumes for Joel and Ellie um, sort of just skimming past this uh, so yeah. the bulk of the story has come about so um, uh, the release of the official gameplay follows a number of leaks uh, showing off the game's intro combat and accessibility options among other features now I didn't include the accessibility options uh, articles oh, part right. of this because that's a whole different story yeah. and um, we could obviously have covered that in a lot more detail but, but uh, suffice to say it was the only positive thing that we had to say about The Last of Us Part 2 yeah. was the massive amount of accessibility options and they've done the same with this as well so yeah. credit where credit is due huge amount of praise needs to be said for that so um, so this has come from a Naughty Dog themselves Leaks really suck. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, especially when we're right on the cusp of an asset drop. It's disheartening and frustrating to teams who have put their, their hearts into making awesome things for our fans. Uh, Naughty Dog senior editor uh, Samuel Prince echoed uh, echoed Arnie Meyer's uh, thoughts about the leaks. They're extremely hurtful to the de developers who work tirelessly to bring, the, uh, bring you these wonderful games. Public-facing assets take a long time to create, revise, approve, localize, clear legal, ESRB, etc. Be kind. Where do you think the leaks came from, silly gooses? I think they are controlled leaks. Well, there is that. As we know, I'm very cynical towards leaks for that yep. reason. But even if they weren't controlled leaks, they still come from there. Yeah, there's not like it's not <laughs> like yeah, it's not like they've just. <laughs> You know, someone has hacked. Uh, someone could have easily have hacked into them, but obviously the source is still Naughty Dog. Exactly. Because they're the ones making the game. Yeah. So, so it's like, you know, check your own. I don't know what the saying is. Check thyself before you wreck thyself. Yeah. The whole plank in the eye thing. Um, but um, okay. So wait, is that finished the story? Uh, then... No, well, kind okay. of, because I do want to touch on it a little yeah, bit more. So, the main thing that I wanted to mention in terms of this, well, the main two things that I wanted to mention is, um, what the hell is going on at Naughty Dog that their security is so incredibly lapsed that every single game that they have they are releasing at the moment leaks badly, and I mean badly. Uh 
like to the point where it's leaking a couple of days before like either the game's released or they're due to show show something major yeah like the last of us part one itself was leaked by sony a few hours before it was announced yeah these gameplay leaks have come a few days before they were due to announce them they had to push the schedule up to release them because of the leaks it's ridiculous sort your security out you clearly haven't done enough or you're doing this on purpose you're doing this to manufacture and generate hype for a game that doesn't need to generate hype that's for sure that's that emotional manipulation crap yeah they've done it again it's always the way and i'm really getting quite bored of this this has become very much a staple of the fact that since neil Druckmann's become co-president it's how they operate they're not my favorite people oh they're my least favorite people in the industry at the moment but here's what i'll say Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you'll have a counterpoint to this which is good for our listeners Remakes, as far as remakes go, um, I think that this would be very similar to the original Master Chief Collection, which had, you know, like, Halo 2, where you could, like, flip back and forth between the original and the, yeah. you know, the new one and stuff yeah, so, like that. Yeah, so, so it's essentially like Halo CE Anniversary and Halo 2 Anniversary. Yeah, that. Um, that was okay people were very very doubtful when that first was announced and then when it was first released and then it was released and it was awesome mm-hmm. and i love it um I, I actually prefer halo 2 the newer remastered version which i never thought i'd say um but after i played it i was like no this this they did do well yeah i ha- um, i'm actually gonna have to agree with you because i played halo 2 anniversary on the master chief collection mm-hmm. and i i didn't I remember it being a lot cleaner of a, an experience than yeah. the original Xbox version. See, that's what's so funny to me, and this is what I think people get kind of up in arms about remakes and stuff. Um, when I set out to play Halo 2, the remake, I had not that long before played the original Halo 2 as just a replay, because that's what I do. I just yeah. play my games. Um, and I was like, oh, they're not going to make this any different, you know? My experience mm-hmm. is great, blah, blah, blah. But because I could flip back and forth between the two, I was like, oh, this is actually really different. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, so I've been looking at the before and after shots of the remake versus original of Last of Us, and which is now Last of Us Part 1. Um, and I actually think they've done a really good job to an extent. Here's the thing, though. And then adding the accessibility options and stuff, of course, is wonderful. And the quality of life improvements is wonderful. And let me state first, I don't care what people spend their money on. Do what you want. If it makes you happy, you go for it. You know? You work hard hard for your money. You spend it how you like. Yep. Just as long as you're not morally bankrupting yourself and getting yourself kicked out of your house because you're spending it on two two other things that shouldn't be meant to live. But, you know, that's the on you. Even then, yeah, so even then, I don't care. Do what you want. That's because I'd rather not see an epidemic of homeless, to be honest. Because they bought last. <laughs> Sorry, that that is hilarious, Pete, and that should be a Saturday Live sketch. That is brilliant. Uh, but I forgot what I was saying. Oh, <laughs> but 
is it worth seventy dollars pounds? I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. Uh, can I have my disparaging point here? Yes. No, it is not worth seventy pounds or seventy dollars. Not from what I've seen. Kind of getting one over. I'm not gonna lie. Not that I would spend it. Like I have no intention of buying the new one. Nope. Uh, it, you know, I played it. It was an enjoyable experience as far as like, it's a very character-driven story. Pete and I discussed this earlier, which is my favorite. It's not, you know, it's not great narrative story, but it's a very good. It's an endearing, sweet character-driven story, which is why I hate Last of Us Part Two, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh and the gunplay was always terrible. Apparently, the gunplay is still terrible. Um, the AI was terrible, but apparently that's better. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad they added, you know, whatever it was we just said. Yeah. It is, <laughs> it is funny, though, because um, we were talking about this, obviously, when we were doing our planning in the week, and I, I brought this up, and I said, look, I didn't know if I wanted to bring this up because I didn't want to be pigeonholed into a, a certain demographic of Last of Us people who are literally pooping on the game for no apparent reason. Right. Uh, I didn't want to be sort of put yeah. in with that crowd because we've done a lot of stuff on The Last of Us in the past. Yeah. Uh, such like, as discussions and stuff like yes. that. Yes. About Round the leaks tables. and about, about yeah. Muto Interactive and all that. You know, mm -hmm. there was a lot of stuff to do with The Last of Us Part 2 that we covered in a lot of depth and I didn't want to be pigeonholed into that aspect. But the reason why I brought this up is because I think this 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 remake is a joke. It The whole thing is a joke. I I don't think it was needed, but it's not awful. No, after seeing this now, it's not. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Spend their money on that. Fine. Of course. I'm yeah. not going to. No, but. I'm not going to either because I mean, you know, that PS5 behind me, right? Let me just tell you a little interesting thing about this, right? Right. So I've got the PS5 behind me. If you if you if you have PS Plus and the new tiers that you got. You get access to something known as the PlayStation Collection. Which, interesting oh, wow. enough, has the remastered version of The Last of Us on there. For part of your subscription fee. For a game that has been re-released on the PS4. Doesn't need a PS5 remake. Doesn't need it. But, after seeing what I have seen, it looks nice. It does I mean, look really nice, with exception to the environments look more washed out than the previous game. Yeah, that's weird. Um, the character models aren't nearly as interesting as I thought they were going to be, and I actually no, really prefer like, the original art style in terms of that. It actually has a lot more character. A, I was going to say, there's kind of an uncanny valley to them. Yeah, yeah there is now, that. for sure. Third was the it's gameplay. Good. That gameplay... Is not bit doesn't look like it's been improved in any way, shape, or form, which is the biggest thing for me about not playing The Last of Us. Is that I've heard that the gameplay is terrible, like especially the gunplay. Not great, the gunplay is terrible. And considering that they've had The Last of Us Part Two, where apparently the gunplay was much better, why haven't they implemented it in this game for seventy pounds? Yeah. Why can't you? Why can't you go prone in this game when you could in Last of Us Part Two? Yeah. It just feels... I mean, this just feels like a cash grab to me again. And I'm not happy about I, it. They swear it's not. But it feels like it to me. Yeah. 
So that's the side of which I'm coming from. You could do all the accessibility options in the world of what you like. If you don't improve your game, then you're not going to get my money. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have a review code and someone will review it and I will read their review. Because yes. I'm not, probably not going to buy this game. No. Now, whenever I say I'm not going to do something, I end up doing it. So I'm going to say, likely I'm not going to buy this game. But you know you may do. Considering it's coming I, to PC as well. I withhold <laughs> my thoughts on <laughs> But it's I did see the cogs turn in your head going, oh, it's on PC. Look, I, I want to say this, uh, and I say this every time we bring up Last of Us. Last of Us, part one, which is what it's called now. Stupid. Um, yeah. Is a good character driven story if you like character driven stories it's a good one mm -hmm. and i do uh if you're heavy on plot you know narrative or settings nah maybe choose a different game <laughs> fair enough fair enough yeah but we'll see once it comes out hopefully we'll, we we may have a, a, a review for I it mean, if someone wants to review it because we we don't tend to get sony codes no, very frequently not. which no. is a shame yeah Probably because they want those pre-approved, like, positive impressions. <laughs> I'd missed that completely, sorry. I said don't get me started. Yeah, I'm not going into that one. That's a whole topic by itself. So let's move on to some of the larger stories that we've had for this week. Give me the big one. Microsoft's Activision buyout could be approved by the FTC as soon as next month. Uh, the Xbox firm has reportedly triggered a 30-day window for any final challenges. Now, do you want to go into a bit... We can read the article a little bit from VGC and then we can obviously go into it because you'll definitely know a lot more about how this works in terms of the US. Uh, yep. So, uh, Microsoft's ongoing... Yeah, Microsoft's ongoing acquisition of Activision Blizzard could be approved by the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, as soon as next month. FTC has asked Microsoft and Activision Blizzard for additional information in March as it continued to review their proposed acquisition deal. Uh, according to Paywalled Merger News provider Deal Reporter via Seeking Alpha, Microsoft has now provided the FTC with the information it was looking for. As noted by the FTC's own guidance uh, via RealMe Central, this means the body now has 30 days to challenge the acquisition, otherwise the deal can continue. There are some caveats to, to this, however, as the FTC guidance uh, on the process points out, both companies have to provide the required information before the 30-day countdown can begin. Uh, this is a quote. Typically, once both companies have substantially compiled uh, with the second request, the agency has an additional 30 days to review the materials and take action if necessary. So it's not clear whether Activision has provided its share of the requested information yet. If not, the 30-day window will presumably only start when it does. Now, uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say on speculation alone, this one, considering that Activision Blizzard wants to be bought, why would they not? Right. See, I think that this is good for people who are into like acquisitions and stuff. Not that I'm into them. It's just that it's just part of my stuff well it's part of well, like, as as a business owner you would know about you'd have a passing interest in acquisitions and yeah. mergers so this is a very good 
contrast to the whole Elon Musk thing. Um, this Microsoft Activision merger is playing out exactly the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. All of the um, checks and balances, all of the all the people doing their background work. I mean, you had the even the Congress people, you know, up in arms and doing their own little thing. You know, all that's actually pretty straightforward and normal. It just gets more, I guess it gets more um, uh, journalistic attention because it's Microsoft and maybe because yeah. Activision was so terrible as a, you know, morally terrible. I think um, that was definitely the reason why is because they were looking for, you know, definitely looking for more coverage in terms of that and it sort of as a result of the buyout it sort of has stopped all that news to do with the uh the californian uh the californian lawsuit, lawsuit yeah we'll see and then so that's so for me it's always it's been a kind of a weird ride because it's like people keep producing these stories and they're like oh gosh all the and it's like there's literally not, this is normal this is mm-hmm. a normal pace uh, this is a normal pace for two companies that want to merge, mm. that have agreed, you know, have done a, a pre-deliberation um, thing. Arbitration is what I was looking for. Um, so it's mostly just waiting out the, the time. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything happening in the next 30 days that's going to derail this at all. Um my personal thing is, yeah, I'm still really annoyed that Bobby Kotick is still has any position in the company. But I strongly believe in Phil Spencer with all my heart and soul. And mm. so I think once the acquisition has happened, then we'll hear a little bit something. But up until that point, this is all very normal, very typical. Yeah. Whereas the Elon Musk acquiring Twitter thing has not been normal from day one. No, none of it has been. You could, if you know anything about acquisitions, you knew that Elon Musk was not serious from day one. I mean, proving the fact that he's withdrawn that. Yeah, he was just doing it for attention, I guess. I, now that's my supposition. I have no idea what he's doing because now he's going to draw this out. This could take up to two years. Okay. So compare and contrast, Microsoft and Activision is exactly playing by the book. Yeah. Do you think it is possible that with the the Twitter and um, the Twitter takeover by Elon Musk, he was trying to sort of get this done as as quickly as possible so it wasn't looked into any further? I think if my honest, if you want to know my honest stuff. So Elon Musk has come out as that's such a dumb phrase for what i'm about to say uh as having asperger's which is the same type of autism that i have mm-hmm. no longer it's no longer recognized it's just called autism spectrum disorder yeah but it is quite different uh if you ask my personal opinion part of that is impulsivity which i have an extreme problem with as i think people. no <laughs> yes um, I mean, I went and paid cash for a freaking convertible. Color me <laughs> shocked. Yeah. I'm so, shocked. Shocked. Well, actually not that well, shocked. Well, not that shocked. Uh, yeah. So impulsivity is a huge factor in this Asperger's brain of mine. Yep. Uh, and uh, he also has the same thing. I think he was on a whim. 
And he was like, I want to buy this. And they were like, dude, you can't buy this. He's like, I want to buy it now. And he's like, no. They're like, no, dude, no. And he's like, I'm doing it. Because, you know, even myself, if you tell me I can't do something, well, I'm going to do it, even if it hurts me. And I think mm -hmm. that's the whole reason. It wasn't because he's a stand-up guy for free speech or because someone hurt his feelings because they said he was fat or whatever because that was the original thing or he wants to own the libs no i think he just went i want to buy a new toy and they said no you can't and he goes i'm buying it anyway and that's it. yeah that that's and now there's buyer's remorse yeah yeah Which, i get that impression too sometimes i have buyer's remorse if i go crazy i bought like a bunch i don't wear high heels i except for when i'm performing and i haven't performed in two years i bought like 500 pound pair of high heels why did I do that? That would be for fanfare 2023. <laughs> they will be perfect for that. But I, I mean, but but my point is I have buyer's remorse in that I believe. I believe personal opinion is exactly what he's experiencing. Sure. Uh, I'm just yeah. going to read this final part of this. Uh, it's not the final part of the story, but it's the final part of what I feel is appropriate. So once the FTC has received the information from both companies, there are three potential outcomes. FTC could either close the investigation and let the merger proceed unchallenged yeah which is probably what's going to happen yep negotiate with the companies to add some further rules that will make sure the market stays competitive it's they, they've proven it's not at yep. risk so. uh or seek to stop the deal by filing a preliminary injunction in federal court i mean that could happen but there's no reason for it to happen because the ftc uh, if they could actually prove that there was a monopoly or some kind of shady deal, okay. or again, to use Elon Musk's thing, you know, like he said, oh, there's bots and they didn't do their due diligence, but the paperwork says they did do their due diligence. Yeah. Well, that would be kind of like if Microsoft or Activision said, oh, Microsoft didn't do their due diligence. Mm. And then FTC went, yep, yep, yep. And then, you know, then they were like, well, you know, we're going to file a thing. So, Actually, yeah. sorry. I've just looked at the last bit of this story. Uh-huh. This is quite important, I think. So I'm going to oh, no. it as well. Has, so, it been, has it happened? Sorry? No, just keep going. So it says, however, the other major caveat is the deal is also being investigated by the Competition and Markets Authority, the UK-based mm -hmm. equivalent of the FTC. Yeah. So uh, the CMA has set a deadline of September 1st to give its initial discussion. Uh, decision on the matter and if it decides the merger shouldn't go ahead for whatever reason then the deal still may still not be done well but see that is what is called you know how like uh the uk has a referendum vote yep you know like it's just it's not it's not binding but you could have one type mm. thing uh well that's the thing for the 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 commission with the ftc they can make a recommendation yeah. Here, here's you know, and then the FTC could go. Okay, we've got enough evidence. Let's file in an injunction. But yeah, it's, but this... just, it's just not gonna happen. No, unlikely. <laughs> it's it, like that's the thing that I look at this as, and so someone who's obviously not as well versed in anti-competitive laws as you probably mm -hmm. are, because only business, Americans. So I'm only uh, yeah, but only you know. I'm only with American ones. Okay, a little now, bit of the UK, but yeah, not enough. Now. My my thoughts about this is that even if the um, the CMA, the Competition and Markets mm -hmm. Authority, was to state that they didn't think that this deal mm -hmm. should go ahead, 
surely they don't have technically have the authority over two businesses that are based solely exactly. within the US. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. They can just give the FTC a recommendation. Yeah, so well, that's what I mean. So the recommendation yeah. itself like, doesn't necessarily mean a binding decision. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a referendum vote. It's not a binding decision. It's a, hey, this could happen. It's a, oh, uh, just, just so you know, this thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just, here, here's some evidence to prove. You take, take do with it whatever you will, basically. Yeah. Okay. But I will say this: Microsoft's been around a long, long time, and uh, they would be the type of company from the old days that has all of their T's crossed and I's dotted. You know, it's it would be difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible to find, you know, a weak point or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's just very, very unlikely. It seems very unlikely that that will be the case, so we'll see. But obviously, they have the, they have a deadline of the first of September to give yeah. that, so that's just over a month. So uh, we have a couple of comments mm-hmm. from Brent on this one. So he said, "Can you yep. imagine Activision Blizzard games and Ubisoft Plus games on Game Pass Ultimate by the end of the year?" I can, yeah. and I think it's going to happen. Yep. And uh, FTC so. could choose to wait for the UK recommendations before closing exactly. investigation. However, yes, they could. They very exactly. well could. So that's why I think uh, we won't hear anything now on this probably until that deadline comes to be. Yeah. So I think I think the CMA are probably going to take as long as possible. Because. Oh yeah, they'll you... run it up to the yeah. Yeah, because uh, being Silly. being someone who is English and British and knows how our system works, we wait till last minute for nearly everything. No, oh my gosh! Don't even get me started about the Irish. <laughs> Let's not. Let's move on because I want to talk. I want to talk about an effing idiot. Hey, yeah, because we're running out of time. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Unity CEO uh, promises to do better <sighs> after calling devs not prioritizing monetization effing idiots. I mean, wait. Do you want to read a little bit more before I go on on my tirade? <laughs> We shall, and by the way, the guy has the best name to say of all time. Oh C- Unity CEO John Riccatello. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it, oh, it just rolls off the tongue. It, it rolls off the tongue. He has yeah, apologised and promised to do better after calling the de- developers not prioritising monetization, effing idiots, in an interview this week. Riccatello made the controversial comments in an interview with PocketGamer.bit... Who? Sorry, who? PocketGamer.bit... What the heck is that? They got a lucky scoop. They they, <laughs> they did, because they're now very popular, clearly, as a result of this. Um, there you go. In which he was asked about pushback from some developers to the suggestion that monetization should be implemented earlier in the creative process of games. In response, Riccatello said that some of these people are my favourite people in the world to fight with. They're the, most, they're the most beautiful, pure, brilliant people. They're also some of the biggest effing idiots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, mean, I love him. I mean, he's not wrong. I love him. I, love him. I can't help it. <laughs> I, yeah. Let's be honest, he's not wrong. I Yeah, well, that's why I wanted to wait until you were done before I go on yeah. my little... So, 
after the execs' comments blew up on social media and across in- <laughs> industry news publications, Riccatello tweeted the cl- to claim that the reporting of his words was clickbait and out of full context. <laughs> Riccatello, well done, mate. Well done. Uh, you have you, you obviously <laughs> you don't know how shock and awe reporting works. Oh my Why goodness. did you get this interview? <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, however, by Saturday, the Unity boss published a lengthy apology for his comments and attempted to explain more context behind his thinking. Now, this is a long statement. I'm just going to read the statement as is, and we'll discuss. So, I want to talk uh, about both what I said in the interview and the follow-up tweet. I'm going to start with an apology. My word choice was crude. I am sorry. I am listening, and I will do better. Never apologize, John. Never apologize. Anyway, carry on. Um, <laughs> I'll get to that point in a minute. There is a point behind why I say never yes. apologise. Yes. Um, what I can do, perhaps, is uh, provide more on what I was thinking when I did the interview. What I would have said if I had taken great care. First, I have great respect for game developers. The work they do is amazing. Creativity can be incredible, whether on a AAA console, mobile, or indie game uh, designed to be played by millions, or a creative project. A game made is... A game made just for sheer joy of it. Second, one thing I have uh, I have seen is that most game devs work incredibly hard and want people to play their game, to enjoy it, and when appropriate, for players to engage deeply. For game devs um, I have worked most closely with, there is often anxiety about whether players will love the game and appreciate all the work and love that went into making it. Third, sometimes all a game developer wants is to have a handful of friends enjoy the game. Are Art for art's sake and art for friends. Uh, others, uh, others want player. What? Others want player money to buy. This statement is weird. Um, to buy the game or game items so that they can make a living. Both of these mot- motivations are noble. Fourth, what I was trying to say and clearly failed at this time is that there are better ways for game developers to get an early read on what players think of their game to learn from their feedback and if the developer wants to adjust the game based on his feedback it it's a choice to listen and act or just to listen again both are very valid choices if i'd have been smarter in choosing my words uh, i would have just said just this we are working to provide developers with tools so they can better understand what the players think and it's up to them to act or not based on their feedback. Anyway, that's it. Lots of words and a statement I wish I had never said. I'm sure he does regret it. He does now. <laughs> yeah. Regret ah. is a very interesting thing. <laughs> yes, there you go. Are you preparing your speech now? <laughs> I've already had to apologize on this yeah. show numerous times and I will not do it again. Uh, that's why we have a generic Pete's apology video. Go check it out. It's on our Twitch page. It's just stayed there forever, and I'm glad. Yeah, it's anytime Pete does a mistake, just push, press play on that... it, and it'll just be him apologizing. <laughs> Is that the one where I did the YouTuber? <sighs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the typical, I, I, done, I done messed up, and I now yep. need to take a huge sigh in front of the camera just to show how annoyed, I, how, how upset <laughs> I am by this. Um, but I'm upset I got caught in 4K. <laughs> oh, gosh. There you go. Um, oh, God, we need to remaster your apology. But 
No, what I have no, to say. No, because that apology is time. only less than two years old. I will not remaster site that's less okay. than two years old. Oh my gosh, we have to do that next year. We have to release one that says remastered. Anyway, that's not my point. Yeah, and then a year oh. later we'll remake it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. What was I saying? So this is a case of he said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, he did. <laughs> because he's not wrong. Well, first of all, an opinion isn't wrong. No, it's um, like what Jonathan said last week. Opinions are like buttholes. And they all smell. I think he said stink, but I always... Yeah, yeah, he says that everyone has one and they always smell. Yeah. And the thing is... Um, uh, yeah, so as a business person like I am, I always am looking for a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is... A business opportunity for me if it's not an actual direct business opportunity then it's an opportunity to help someone else out uh to which help has their like business a, yeah um so if you could be a pro-business socialist that's what i am and you can be it's called trotskyism look it up anyway <laughs> so i get where he's coming from Yes, I don't understand why some people don't monetize certain things. Um, some people do things, and I'm like, because uh, I know a lot of crafts people and stuff like that, and I'm like, why are you not at you know St. George's Market selling this? It will people will buy it, and they're like, but I'm just doing it for fun. I just give it to my friends. It's like mm. monetize it, and they're like, no, and I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and that's essentially what he was doing. Is he was just like in his mind in mind why aren't you monetizing it why aren't you using these tools to make money um it wasn't really uh, in in my perception anyway the way i interpret this it was never a knock on the people who create you know free or indie games for the love of the game or for providing Mm -hmm. entertainment or art you know for people um it was more a kind of just exasperated generalized comment of you have all these tools at your your disposal. Paid, Make money, yeah, get paid. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think he's quite the character. Uh, I just think he's like most CEOs. Most, yeah, most, mm-hmm. we're we're weird people. We're weird people. We're eccentric. Yep. We say the wrong thing at the wrong time because we don't have anyone over us. Like I have no one that. I don't have a PR person. I don't have anyone that, and even I did, I'm the top of my company. You know what I mean? Like I make the decisions. I do whatever I want. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And I'm not used to having to um, watch myself or watch my words. So you'll you'll get that. Yeah. So a lot of CEOs are very quiet or they have a PR person talk for them because if you let us talk, we will hang ourselves. Oh yeah. You've done it numerous times. (laughs) Yeah. I have to go, oh, wait, 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 Let's, let me change that so that, you know, humans can understand what I actually mean. I think that's the case here. I think he's quite the character. To be fair, I don't know what if I would have apologized quite the same way, because I'm, again, I'm quite a strange person myself, and I don't blame him either. Mm-hmm. Um, Unity is a, Unity is u- ubiquitous. Uh, it's the most from you know common like 
you see a lot of apps and indie games use yep. Unity as their engine. Uh, so he has to cover his, you know, CYA, cover his ES. Um, and, you know, apologizing does that. Hopefully that ended up, I mean, someone definitely wrote that apology for him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and it's definitely worded, you uh, know. I would say someone ghost wrote it for him. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, whether it's just like a PR person or something, I need a PR person. No, <laughs> I am not doing it. I need one. I can't even. I can't even like do it myself. I need. Uh, I need a PR person and a social media person. I'm just throwing that out there, universe. If you want to manifest it for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, also, I'd like someone to run my company so that I can go and take lessons to be a personal trainer. I mean, you could sell you your company and then do that. No! Absolutely not. I will never sell my company. Um, it's just an option. <laughs> no. But this is why CEOs aren't allowed to talk, because we are very strange individuals. Well, there you go. You've just, just proved it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... I, I I kind of enjoy his antics. But just watch something come out and him be like some terrible Bobby Kosick type person. I really hope he isn't. <gasps> but that's like, what's his face? Borderlands guy. Randy Pitchford. Yeah, I was going to say Rusty Shackleford. <laughs> I mean, that seems more appropriate, but hey. Randy Pitchford, <clears throat> until the weird gross stuff came out, was a quirky, funny, eccentric character yeah. that I liked. And but you know all gross stuff come out. But yeah. anyway, well let's not talk about that. No, we did a whole episode on that. We did. Go watch it. Episode listen to it. Yes, listen to it because there's no video. It was good fun. It was fun. It was so much fun. Just literally, just I think that See, was the episode where we just laughed literally the whole time. But it's funny because like I like that was a fun and funny episode and. The ideal person to do that next would be Bobby Kotick, but I think I would be so full of anger. I don't think we can do it for Bobby, I... Bobby Kotick, because there's a big difference between him and Randy Pitchford. Randy Pitchford is a moron. Yes. Whereas, uh, whereas Bobby Kotick is probably a sociopath. Yeah, he's like malicious. So I don't exactly. think... Exactly, there's a big difference behind then... it. Pitchford is malicious, but in a different way. He got yeah. punched. Oh yeah, he is malicious, but like... <laughs> But his antics alone are enough to to fill a comedy sketch. Yeah. Like not enough. Like Bobby Kotick's is not. Because what am I right. going to do? Just talk about how annoying he is in Moneyball. Again. Yes. But anyway. Anyway, we need uh, to wrap this up. Yes, I want to clarify my point. Yes. Never apologize to the brain, the the prying mob because. They'll never be satisfied with the apology you give ever because you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. It's true. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I mean, apologies have to be heartfelt, strategic, and strategic. I no, I actually don't know that they need to be heartfelt. It it depends, really. If you're actually genuinely sorry about what if has happened, sorry, then you do like need for to an apologize. action that has happened, not for having yeah. an opinion. No, that's what I was going to say. If you're genuinely sorry, apologize every time. Because that is... Yeah, but that's... Whew, that's the real deal. But this is my problem. This is sort of half the problem I have. And this is mm -hmm. half the issue with technically being a free speech absolutist. Is that your opinion is your opinion and you shouldn't apologize for it. You know? 
why is someone making you apologize for an opinion you have about something yes the wording may not be how you envision it but by by saying by doing I mean, so and saying yeah you have to apologize for what you said it, it's technically you know going against depends, the ideals of someone's free why, speech i mean yes but this is why i said it has to be strategic because if you run a company and you're a terrible racist guess what you're allowed to be racist yeah but that's the thing is that racism is actually a crime though well it depends because racism's not a crime in the u.s it kind uh, of is here yeah it is it kind of is here but i'm thinking like on the u.s in the u.s side of things um i yeah wish all racists would fall off the edge of the earth yeah, they are disgusting and i don't like they them are disgusting myself. but they are allowed to have that opinion yeah but if they want to continue business then, then they need to but that's where social just, consequences I just, come i just hate i you know what yeah, i don't hate that, a lot of people i hate racists yeah so do I'm i sorry. that's the difference is that they have social consequences for the actions that they 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 do yeah yeah, yeah now social consequences you can't be absolved of that sorry you can't yeah that's fine i'm sure i will face but that's where i but that's where i have though. an issue with some things that are are done especially when it comes to life where some things should be social consequences but they're not they're actual genuine crimes such as section 127 of the miscommunicate of the communications act 2003 in the uk causing gross that. offense right that's subjective oh it's definitely well see that's the thing that's when we like in the u.s with the libel laws and stuff yeah. like that some laws are very subjective. Yeah, but how how can you create some? How can you create precedent on subjectivity? Well, that's the thing. You you who have to create who precedent. Who dictates what's grossly offensive? Well, for us, again, this would be Americans. For us, it would be the Supreme Court. But that's the problem. A government should not be allowed to have that power. I mean, then we're to, dic to dictate what is grossly offensive. But now we're getting into... Yeah, we're not going... I, I know, I know. <laughs> that's the point I'm trying to say, because it obviously yeah. links to this story. You know, yeah. something that may have caused gross offence would be called well, I, an idiot, basically. Well, that's why I think it has to be... I think it has to be a strategic thing, because if he didn't apologise, Unity may have seen, like... I don't know if it's a publicly traded company. I assume it is, it, but it may have seen stocks falls. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, they may have seen real world consequences if he didn't apologize yeah so on one hand yeah he should stand up for what he believes and he didn't say anything that it I just don't... was clumsy it was clumsy it, it was clumsy and a bit and a bit heavy-handed let's say in yeah. that respect but it it wasn't offensive or anything to, yeah to, to, although such. when it comes to the american public again i can't speak for anyone else the american public don't like cuss words because we're very puritanical culture mm -hmm. so anytime someone says something with a cuss word in it yeah america gets very like oh offended uh and you have to apologize yeah usually okay well we had a couple more stories on here but we're gonna have to not we're gonna we're have gonna to leave have them to because we'll, we'll just quickly briefly very very briefly just say that ubisoft with delaying games and cancelling games outright such as the next assassin's creed game is going to be pushed right. to spring 2023 um avatar frontiers of pandora is due to come out in april 2023 and probably what was the biggest disappointment from the whole thing was that ubisoft have cancelled ghost 
Ghost Recon Frontline, Splinter oh. Cell VR, and two unannounced games. Oh, my poor little heart. <laughs> Sam Fisher just does not get a break. Guy. He really doesn't. Oh no. my goodness. But so, yeah, that covered that one. That's our news for the week. That is our news for the week. And we do apologize that we have to be running on. Although, to be fair, it's not bad. Well, that's right. We've been live for a while. hour and 20, we've been recording for. So yeah, it's, okay. it still fits it in. It is the shorter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you should come by Twitch and see our pre recording discussion. Poster. Yeah, our pre and post show because we had some really good discussion points about uh, storytelling. We did. Uh, uh, that will also be. It. Uh, also, if you don't want to follow us on Twitch because you don't like Twitch as a platform, that is fine. That's your choice. Those will be uploaded to YouTube after the fact. So you can go and check the pre and post show on YouTube because, funnily enough, uh, as someone who has to run a business of this podcast, yes, yes. I am not monetizing this. Yep. We do not believe in paywalling no, some of no, our no, content. No. So, yes. Free free for free. all. Free for all, all for free. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But I am going to wrap this up, uh, yes. although we will stick around for a little bit of a post-show. Yep. Um, but we do appreciate you joining us, as always. Uh, and I say it quite often, but you could spend your time with anyone. And the fact that you choose to spend your time with us means the world to us. Yes. Um, please continue to do so because we're lonely and we need friends. <laughs> Always. Um, but that reminds me, Pete. Where can they find you out there in the interlands? Uh, I was going to say. I was going to say. Do you want to let everyone know where you can find yourself first? Because I've got a few things oh, I need you've to got, announce. Yeah. yeah, unlike myself, uh, which only has one tiny little location link. Pete, link. Pete's got quite a bit. Um, no, if you want to find me, I'm out there in the Twitterverse mostly at A-I-L-A-Y-T-E-H-G-R-E-E-T. Um, and come along and join the fun. Pete, where can they find you? Uh, so you can usually find me on this podcast very, uh, you can find, obviously, if you found us, you know where to find us, but if you, you know, as such. You can also find me, uh, podcasting as well, uh, talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and my issues of storytelling uh, on the never watchers which is on most good and bad platforms at the never watchers but you can follow my personal twitter where i tweet about video games and winding people up all the time because it's fun and sometimes being nice uh, at pete beckett one which is spelled b-e-c-k-e-t and the number one but the reason why i asked you to go first is because i've been asked to pass a message along by mr overlord mike Rapid Reviews UK is currently on the lookout for new writers, so if you are interested in joining the incredible culture and the great team over at Rapid Reviews UK, if you are inexperienced, no experience is necessary to come and join the team, uh, please shoot a DM over to Mike uh, at Rapid Reviews UK, or, or you can email you can email us at podcast at rapidreviewsuk.com and I will forward it across to Mike. Yeah, I got a few messages in my inbox. So, when okay. I posted that. Excellent. So, yeah, it will just... be forwarded on. Yes, we will forward any applications on to yeah. uh, Mike to have a look and discuss with you about that. 
So if you want, if you want free games to review, a few words required for them, come join us. It is join quite us. Fun. Join us. Um, it's a great group, uh, and it's just fun. Yeah. And you get free games. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. That's all, like you all you need to do is just write part. a few words down on the page. That's it. Yeah. Take a couple of okay. screenshots and you're good. I feel guilty because I have one I need to finish. I'm still got to finish another one myself as well, yeah. so don't worry. Yeah. Um, additionally, I wanted to shout out the Discord community again, you know, because they're great. Oh, yes. Uh, more play sessions with uh, both the public and the, the writers are due to come uh -huh. over the course of the next few weeks as well. So more Fall Guys, hopefully some more Halo if we can get involved in getting a few more people onto that too. Yeah. We, like, better yet, suggest some multiplayer games that we can play. No, Brent, not Warfront. <laughs> I, <laughs> I kid, of, I kid of course, of kid. We will we'll be go. jumping on Warframe at some point in the future. Yeah. So, but yeah, come and uh, join yeah. us for some community sessions because we want to try and get some more community game sessions available for people out there. Yeah. And that's me. Heck yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for us. So thank you for joining us and we will see you, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Please check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow us on social media at Rapid Reviews UK, or the podcast-specific Twitter at Pod. Please follow us on Twitch at Rapid Reviews. The music is made by Johnny Atmer. Please check out Gametal on YouTube. And for everything else, please visit www.rapidreviewsuk for all the latest reviews. 